This is Offspin. So there's this uh, lady, you know, maybe just four feet lady, very small in an avari sari, who is all roaming around because she has cataract in both her eyes, so she can't see at all. So I was the one who was examining her. I was telling her that you have cataract in both your eyes. Tomorrow you'll be doing the right eye. Post that we'll have to do the left eye as well. This will become all right after you're done it, and etc. etc. She was very apprehensive because she had come alone. Her children weren't taking care of her, and etc. So she was very much like, "Ki you're like my daughter only. Do whatever you think is right, and I'll be fine." Nah, like that's what she left it on us that way. For her, it is like a once in a lifetime thing. For me, it's an everyday thing to keep doing cataract surgeries. The next day morning, the junior doctors were checking her, so it she would finally come to me at any time. So I asked her like, "What happened? We'll see you wait for some time like that." So she's like, "Ha, you, you are the one." Because she had only heard me yesterday, she was searching for me that who's the doctor that actually spoke to me the previous day, and she came to me and she was like, "I'm feeling really good that I can see you today." Offspin Media Friends proudly presents a day in your life by Anand Krishnan, an Offspin original. Hi, my name is Anand, and welcome to this podcast where this is all about you, a day in your life. In today's interview, we have with us Dr. Nidhi Shetty, an ophthalmologist. Let's get this conversation started and get to know more about her. Hello, doctor. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How have you been? I've been fine. How are you? I've been well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the podcast. Tell me more about yourself. So basically, I'm Dr. Nidhi Shetty, and uh, I'm an ophthalmologist. To be very specific, I'm a glaucoma specialist. I can throw some light on it later on while we are in conversation. But yeah, in a very layman's term, I'm an eye doctor. Awesome. You've been born and brought up in Bombay, or where was it like? Yeah, I've been born and brought up in Bombay, but uh, I've lived uh, in multiple places, including Karnataka, Pune, etc., because of my education. Okay, could you tell me where did you do your education as an eye specialist? So uh, basically, we need to do our undergraduate MBBS, which I have done from Ahmednagar. Okay. And post that, I did my MS Masters in Surgery on Ophthalmology from Bangalore. Okay. And then I did my specialty in Glaucoma from Pune. So it's been a long time away from home. It's just actually being born here, brought up elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how many years is it like? So is it this is four years of uh, MBBS? And no, then... it's uh, five and a half years of MBBS actually. Okay. So four and a half years of actual studying plus one year of internship. Okay. And then you go ahead, uh, choose your specialty, and then you give an entrance exam again. Then the whole admission process, and then you get admitted into a specialty. That is three years, any masters. Okay. And then you finish that, and then if you want to super specialize into something, you again give an entrance exam, and then. Again, get admitted in a new place, and that's almost one, one and a half, two years. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so you finish your MBBS, and then you spend three years to be an eye specialist, and then yes. you did your masters in glaucoma. Glaucoma. That was oh, another that's year. Quite long. 
Yeah. But yeah, we need good doctors. So yeah. <laughs> I guess a good doctor becomes like once you spend ten years into, you know, practicing your whole thing. That is why I think a doctor's, uh, you know, job is called a practice because correct. We just keep practicing. So does this also happen with uh, doctors, especially with your learning? Of course, there'll be you know a standard set of book materials that everyone yeah. goes through. You know, your MBBS or any specialty that you're talking about. Yes. But uh, does it actually make a huge difference when you put all of that into practice? Ah, uh, not exactly. There is a lot of learning when you practice. You sharpen your skills basically when you practice. Otherwise, there is a lot of studying that needs to be done to be a doctor. Because if I have to give you an example, um, if I'm sitting in my OPD, I don't know what next patient I'm going to get. I just know it's going to be somebody who has an issue with the eye. That's it. I don't know what it can be. Correct. So. Like it's like you put in a question in Google and Google has to answer you within a certain number of seconds. So a patient comes and sits in front of me. I don't know what he has. He'll tell me the problem. I have to answer within seconds. That okay. I know what I'm thinking about. I know what this could be and etc. So there is a lot of studying that needs to be done because it's like you need to store everything and then you know go into like a sub file, sub file, sub file and figure out that exactly what this person has. Correct. And with the the internet being there now, it's a bit easier, I can say. Mm-hmm. But um, like I started my MBBS in two thousand seven when Google was there, okay, wise, you know, for research yeah. articles, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't used for everyday stuff. Right. So there was there is a lot a doctor needs to remember. Correct. Out of topic pointer. I had a friend. Uh, I still have that friend. Yeah. But earlier, <laughs> earlier when the internet had just come in, and you know when Google and all was just there. Yeah. This guy used to Google out hotel uh, telephone numbers from the internet, huh. and we used to all laugh. क्या बोल रहा यार? I mean, look at the mini card. Why do you want the internet? Correct. Think of it now. <laughs> yeah. You know the whole whole things changed, and he's laughing at me. Correct. मतलब right now you just can't uh, stop yourself from googling. You know. Yeah. So, what is your day like usually? What time do you usually start your day, and how does your day end? Could you tell us more about it? Usually, like if I have to just tell you regarding my work, I start my work at around nine a.m. in the morning. Okay. And I finish work at nine p.m. <laughs> oh, and do you get breaks in between? Yeah, I have some breaks in between, but the breaks involve traveling. That's it. Traveling um, from one place to the other because I consult at multiple places. Okay. But uh, if I have to really tell you how I spend my day, like I would like to start from the start. Like I get up, I have uh, a routine where I need to work out, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So over the time, I have realized that you know, as a doctor, when you tell your patient that you need to exercise, you need to you know lose some weight because you are. Diabetes is uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. You need to do some physical activity and etc. Mm-hmm. It's more of just preaching from the book. But uh, I have realized that now the generation that is, they want to see an example. You know, in the time of Instagram and Google and etc., they want to see a fit doctor. Right. A doctor needs to look the part. Correct. You have to be uh, well dressed. You ha- you can't be shabby. You can't tell everybody else to be proper proper, and you can be anyhow. Right. And like I told you, my schedule is nine a.m. to nine p.m. So it requires me to be fit, and to not be able to take a leave is something 
you know where i need to be healthy like i can't call in sick days because a lot lot of people depend on me the every day correct so i have realized that irrespective of you know how many excuses you have in a day you have to put in some time to you know keep yourself healthy right absolutely because people will not take your advice seriously when you tell them that you need to be healthy right so i tend to work out for an hour or so in the morning and then have my breakfast and then drive down to work okay so i drive for an hour or so to work so my usual uh, you know companion is an audio book ah or a podcast oh wow that's that's good to hear and that is the reason i was very excited about this i was like i have heard a lot of people in the whole 2020 i have like it's been more than a year and a half that i'm driving for an hour mm-hmm. so i've heard a lot of podcasts a lot of books wow so i know that you know somebody else's life uh, really can help somebody else you know right. the bits and pieces the whole of your life may not be important to anybody but there are eureka moments in somebody else's life which are like oh no i want to add this i want to add this to mine i want to add this to mine right so that way uh, i feel like it it starts with a you know a good start when i am listening to something i don't have my own thoughts bothering me there's nothing from yesterday coming down to my day so i have a fresh thing you know something good that influences me on an everyday basis awesome so that awesome. way so the podcast is the de-stressing part from the driving part yeah so it is like ke or learning on the go also what kind of podcast do you listen to i listen to like every possible kind of podcast okay like it can be from uh, spirituality to uh, fitness mm-hmm. to sometimes medical podcasts as well right but more like it could be plain random bollywood people as well it could be anything hmm. and do you think podcast really help you especially the self learning ones yeah it's always fun to uh, be part of a conversation i feel like even if you are just a listener mm-hmm. you really get an insight when somebody is really speaking about their experience rather than reading something that's well put yeah. you know when you read a book it's edited like okay this word is uh, should be fitting perfectly in this sentence and okay it should make an effect Right. But usually in a podcast it is there's a lot of uh, you know emotion the temperament of the person all of that right. also comes in and you identify more with that person that time. Right. Did you always want to be an ophthalmologist? Did coming from a family of doctors want you to be a doctor? Yeah, I do come from a family of doctors uh, and I always wanted to be a doctor irrespective of every other extracurricular activity that I have tried in my childhood. Mm-hmm. There was always that thing that no, for my long term plan is always to be a doctor. Okay. So, uh, ophthalmology came into being when I was in my third year of MBBS actually. Since like I tell you in short that we study every subject that anybody specializes in in MBBS. Mm. so we have got a background of uh, every subject before we choose our speciality right so when uh, ophthal came into being it was like kaha theek hai it's an eye like eventually in the beginning it's just an eye na like if i have to mm. tell you it's like a hand the eye is all same mm. but when you start studying about it it feels like uh, it's some amazing technology you know 
the science and the physics and all that goes behind behind making an eye like whoever is the super power person who made the human body the yeah. eye is so intricately made it's so fascinating correct that uh, it can just identify images it is uh, looking at colors it is understanding brightness it's understanding too many things it's uh, it's a very high tech camera i can say correct i don't think it can come close to a high tech camera also i was just thinking about that yeah yeah it is more than 2337 megapixel it's like that that is what the eye is imagine me having the most uh, you know the best camera in the world in my hand so my room is not very well lit it's it is decently lit if i were to capture this particular frame in a camera i don't think it'll do justice to what i'm actually looking from the eye no no it never does yeah so and then we were like studying it so intricately and then i saw the surgeries that go in so somewhere inside i am an artist hmm the way you operate on an eye is mm-hmm. uh, you know very fascinating because like uh, when you operate elsewhere in your body you go open up the skin it's all inside and then mm-hmm. you pack it up and then nobody can see anything except for stitches mm-hmm. but in the eye when you do operate the very next day it's a clear watch glass so what you have done is something that anybody else can see right from the outside wow so you have to be so cool and clean when you are doing your job and that felt like a big task and i was like this is a challenge this is something you need to take up <laughs> wow i've never thought about it from this angle but what you're saying totally makes sense to me i'm a person who is very strong headed that way but on my everyday basis i am not very okay with the uh, misery <laughs> like every day i can't see too much sickness i want to be a doctor but i can't keep seeing sick people every day right so in a way ophthalmology gives me that uh, you know good thing about being a doctor and the fact that my patient is not really very sick yeah if you understand what i mean he's not crying he's not wailing he's not bleeding from somewhere all the time that yeah is. from you know from a non doctor's perspective i think it uh, you know maybe helps you to look at you know people who are not really sick or maybe injured or you know have other problems yeah so they walk in they're like good good afternoon doctor i just broke my glasses like that's my normal day like it can go up to i cannot see with both my eyes permanently that's a bad day in my life but my everyday doesn't go that way so it is like a you know somewhere for me like i told you i like podcast for me it's like podcast meeting each patient of mine you know i yes, somehow a patient suddenly turn to you know doctors they open up more than they expected to got it so it's like just meeting a new person every day every every patient is a new person for me to like meet okay since you are a glaucoma specialist could you tell us more about it actually there is not much uh, knowledge about glaucoma in the world in spite of it being the second most common cause of blindness oh yeah so the first most common cause for blindness is cataract which is so treatable right. you can do a cataract surgery and the person is able to see right but glaucoma is something uh, which is related to the nerve of the eye okay so there is a whole drainage system in the eye so like your you know bathroom drainage system which gets clogged over the time as it ages right the system in some people's eyes can get clogged as they age okay so if you can imagine that 100% water ban raha hai but 30% water bahar nikalta hai mm-hmm. so there is a whole deficit of 70% water kahan ja raha hai mm-hmm. so this whole water keeps getting collected recirculated in your eye 
and then it keeps putting pressure on every other structure in your eye oh but the structures rest of the structures like the muscle and everything they're quite resilient but the nerve isn't the only connection between your eye and your brain that is the most weakest and the most tender part so that keeps getting damaged okay and uh, to your wonder like like how we say like there are billions and billions of nerve fibers so it still gives you so much time and uh, you know it is very resilient in spite of it being one of the most uh, you know tender uh, structures in our body that it allows you to still delay 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 and doesn't make you blind immediately right but there is a lot of ignorance in our country basically so people don't come to the doctor at the first drop of like ha huh, i'm something is wrong mm-hmm. they wait they wait for things to become all right on their own like all of us are like that with respect to something or the other right ki nahi ye kal parso mein theek ho jayega it's something normal it's something normal mm-hmm. so a pe- lot of people end up coming at a time where we can't do anything because a nerve is a permanent structure which gets deteriorated and doesn't regenerate correct like and somebody who gets paralyzed and remains bedridden for years mm-hmm. it's alive but can't do anything right and what do you think is the major cause of glaucoma yeah medically it is a structural issue actually it is nothing it's not like a viral infection or a bacterial infection it's a structural issue in some people's eyes okay. so you don't know who's going to get it every person who's over the age of 40 mm-hmm. or anybody who has any comorbidities like hypertension diabetes or have has had a very high numbers in childhood like a minus number okay since childhood like those are candidates who are most susceptible to getting glaucoma uh, i was just going to ask you if diabetes is a factor for getting glaucoma diabetes is a factor for anything and everything in the world any disease because it deals with blood circulation no that's the that's one thing that our body is running on blood circulating to every part of the body mhm and diabetes basically ruins all of that so it can ruin any it can ag- aggravate any disease basically I was reading a book uh, wherein uh, the doctor very clearly said, you know, once you have diabetes and once it goes out of control, you know, the doctor gives you metformin, yeah, and the metformin works. It kind of works uh, to keep your glucose at an optimal level. But what it does is it packs off all your glucose to all the organs in your body. Exactly. So which is why the glaucoma, which is why the liver failure, which is why the kidney failure. Yeah. So uh, see, uh, diabetes is something which you know. Nowadays, I'm seeing people in their late twenties, thirties having diabetes uncontrolled, which is very odd for us also. Because when we study also, mm-hmm. it is like that. This is a disease of the elderly, right? You know, and like thirty years are not going to be considered elderly, but a lifestyle <laughs> is uh, lifestyle has become so horrible so if you actually calculate a metabolic age of a person mm-hmm. maybe a 30 year old is definitely a 50 year old oh so it's okay to have diabetes right so we are not really looking at what we are eating so when we say greens i have to go into the detail of greens agar palak khana hai mm-hmm. palak has iron mm-hmm. palak gets its iron from the soil mm-hmm. abhi soil mein hi iron nahi bacha hai <laughs> where will the palak have iron from it's basically just fiber it helps right. you go to the loo in the morning that's it there's no iron left in palak oh so we actually don't have enough food what we we are made of what we eat is the truth and Correct. we are not eating anything properly and we are made up of random things then 
I get it. You know, from the soil, you know, the soil being polluted from all the pesticides to all the food that we eat, you know, yeah. to the water that is, uh, you know, poured on the plants, you know, it could be contaminated water to so many other factors, to the air. Yeah. The whole ecosystem in which we are growing, if you have to imagine a plant growing in a bad ecosystem, it's going to bound to die. Right. Whether it was a two-day-old plant or five-day-old plant, it doesn't matter. Correct. A hundred-year-old tree is also going to die in this kind of a pollution. So, it's it's just a matter of time. When we realize that what we are doing, we are doing it to ourselves. What, according to you, can make the world a better place? Basically, I, I could tell you what has made my life a better place. And I think if every person is in a better place, the whole world will be in a better place. Absolutely. For this world, when you think of it as a very big unit, na, you feel like you can't do much. Right. So, if each person did enough for themselves, not being selfish per se, but you need to be selfish sometimes towards some things. Mm-hmm. Like... People keep looking for motivation. People keep thinking like from today I will do this and from tomorrow I will change this and etc. But I think the only one thing that can make a difference is discipline. Because you can't be motivated on an everyday basis. You will require so much information or so much more pushing. But I think if you could bring some discipline in your life, it would make you a better person then you would be a better person to someone else and that will pass on. Super. That was really nice to hear. I have heard this somebody somewhere else. I don't remember where. But that stuck with me from the very day that I heard it, you know. That discipline over motivation. Every day you can't go in search of motivation. Just do what you are supposed to do every day without thinking whether uh, what I will get after doing this. And in the long run, you will get whatever you are supposed to get. Yes, consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. And I don't know why all of this is only put to weight loss and not to everything (laughs) else in your life. No, no, no. Yeah. Somewhat, uh, I think, yeah, going all the motivation quotes uh, on the internet towards building a good uh, healthy body is can be used for our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And And that also is not even promoting healthy body. It's always about weight loss very strictly. It's like... Anybody who's 3 kgs more also will be like motivation weight loss ka hi ga wo and not like ki, <laughs> should I build a healthy body. Oh, yeah. No, I want to get those 3 kgs off irrespective. <laughs> How does it matter? 3 kgs yeah. now, you know, post Diwali exactly. it will be 7 kgs more. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like uh, people don't measure their fitness. Like am I able to pick up that, uh, you know, cylinder which was like that, right. you need to... Uh, get your hot water buckets into the bathroom. All Correct. of those were like Correct. fitness. Yeah, which like is our parents work. keep telling us, you biceps to do biceps when they don't have to lift Yeah, no, no, I get it. See, ultimately, um, you know, which is why our grandparents and our forefathers were really strong, you know, because they did yeah. so much hard work. You know, today with all these appliances doing, easing us out in the kitchen and, you know, taking us from place to place. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen an internet forward, you know, wherein a guy, he drives a really fancy car, but he goes back to the gym to, you know, to cycle in a place. So what is the point of the fancy car? You know, if it's a small commute, he could might as well buy a cycle and commute to his office. He wouldn't have to Correct. go back to the gym at all. <laughs> you know, but that's what Matab, you look at our, you know, house helps. They're walking from their house to your house right. and all of those things. And you might 
be looking really stupid to them running on the treadmill like you won't even reach anywhere but you have ran for the past <laughs> half an hour so they would be like how stupid i totally got it why are you running in place yeah <laughs> you just go over to work <laughs> funny but true do you have an incident that is uh, that you can't forget and you know it's always there on the back of your mind something from your studies in college or any incident in your life so basically this is uh, a uh, third year of me doing my masters okay so usually we are matlab uh, as was a big medical college so we have a lot of camps so since cataract is a preventable blindness we go into the periphery we screen people we get them for a day operate them on the cataract and go drop them back okay so we have a lot of camp things done because there are a lot of peripheral areas where probably just because they don't have access they not getting operated so we do a lot of free stuff like that Okay. So there's this uh, lady, you know, maybe just four feet lady, very small in an avari sari, who is all roaming around because she has cataract in both her eyes, so she can't see at all. Okay. So I was the one who was examining her. I was telling her that you have cataract in both your eyes. Tomorrow you'll be doing the right eye. Post that we'll have to do the left eye as well. This will become all right after you're done it, and etc. etc. So I was just talking to her. She was very apprehensive because she had come alone. Mm-hmm. and she didn't have her you know her children weren't taking care of her and etc so she was very much like ki you're like my daughter only do whatever you think is right and i'll be fine na like that's what she left it on us that way so for us it was an everyday you know scenario but for her it was once in a lifetime that's that's what we realize now ki for her it is like a once in a lifetime thing for me it's an everyday thing to keep doing cataract surgeries right so that's done and etc the next day morning Mm-hmm. we have this uh, depatching thing you know you unpatch the eye you check if the cataract is removed the lens is in place everything is fine her vision has come back all of those things mm-hmm. so she we removed her patch and etc she was sitting so the junior doctors were checking her so it she would finally come to me at another time but she was roaming around and she was uh, just searching around the place mm-hmm. and finally she came up to me and uh, she just tapped me and she asked me like uh, So I asked her like, "What happened? We'll see you wait for some time like that." So mm-hmm. she's like, "Huh? You, 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 you are the one like that," <laughs> because she had only heard me yesterday. Ah. She was searching for me. That who's the doctor that actually spoke to me the previous day? Mm. And she came to me and she was like, "Ki today I can see you. I'm feeling really good that I can see you today." Wow. So. like it blew my mind for a minute that somebody she had not even seen she trusted that person to do her operation and she wanted to come back and thank that person see that person at least ki like are kisne kiya mera operation kon hai wo person and she was around 65 or so and she almost bent down to touch your feet and i felt like it's such a humbling moment na you can be a 20 something year old but a, you can make such a big Life difference to, for someone yeah It was a life-changing thing. She's like, she was like, from tomorrow I can go to the bathroom at least on my own. Like I needed somebody to even do that for me till now. I can't. Be, you don't know how what you have done for me. Wow. So you touch so many people's lives, and that's when you realize that you have such a big role than it just being a job to be a doctor. You know. Wow, that was so you nice to hear. You are doing a lot of. Uh, you are doing a bigger thing for somebody than just taking money and doing an operation. that was a really moving experience i'm sure yeah and i keep remembering like i feel like instead of having motivations na i think you should like have some memories that jo- you jog 
when you're feeling low or you're feeling things are not worth it i think you should just jog some memories and remember that how you felt that that day how if somebody can make you feel like that this job is worth it so patience touch our lives as well like everybody like has it ulta i guess na like hmm. a lot of patients keep telling doctors touch our life they god and etc but a lot of patients touch our lives and change us forever i totally get it wow <laughs> dr nidhi it was really great to have you speak in this podcast and i thank you i think uh, very less people ask us about our day they would rather ask us about if i'm going to be all right they just tell me that much and we'll leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was this are different kind of questions put to you wherein you speak about yourself yes thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity thank you you just heard a day in your life an offspin original created and produced by anant krishnan This show is live and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Savan, Gaana, Wink, and every other place we thought hosted podcasts. Give the Offspin team a like, maybe a subscribe on their Instagram page, and be in touch. We love hearing from you. Keep listening to content from Offspin Media friends, and keep listening. The opinions expressed in the show are personal to the guests and the host and do not necessarily represent the opinions of the producer or the platform. This show does not intend to defame and denigrate any individual or organization in India or outside. The show is created for entertainment purposes only. It does not encourage smoking, drinking or any kind of substance use. It may contain the use of harsh language that may be considered offensive, rude or profane by the listeners. It may also contain incidents that mention or describe mental health issues, casteism, suicide and violence. Listeners are advised to use their discretion.